0: Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Living on Mission. I know that sometimes it's hard to find the joy in Jesus in the everyday moments, but that is exactly what we're going to do by digging into God's Word, letting go of whatever is holding you back from living on mission for Christ, talking about the everyday life, laughing a little and crying a little, because let's be honest, we all do a little of both. So settle in, grab a cup of coffee, and let's live on mission together. All right, welcome back to another episode of Living on Mission. And like I said, the last time I recorded an episode, I just want to say thank you for bearing with me and sticking with me as we um, have really slowed down this summer. The Mitchells have slowed down this summer and I have lightened my workload. I have lightened my load when it comes to doing things that I love to do to serve other people like this podcast. And I was very intentional this summer just about, you know, staying up late with the boys and enjoying afternoons with them and going to the pool and playing games and doing puzzles. And, you know, it's just time that I will not get back with those sweet, sweet boys as they grow and change before my eyes. And so thank you for bearing with me. that we are back in a routine. We are, we started homeschool our third year of homeschooling last Monday. So we've got a full week under our belt. Henry is in the seventh grade now and Milo is in the sixth grade. And so their workload has increased. And, and then I get Lots of questions about what we do for homeschool. We follow an online curriculum where they actually have a curriculum for their grade. They have a teacher for each subject. They watch these videos. They have textbooks and workbooks, and they work through their curriculum throughout the day. Henry has gone into the seventh grade, like I said. So his workload it appears lighter on paper, but he's really being challenged to read more, to discern more, to really you know take the content that he's reading and think about it for himself and apply it to real life. So that's exciting to watch him do. It's exciting to to read with him and to go through this material with him and watch his wheels turning as he really is growing up, you guys. Milo is too. They're so, they're such cool kids. Oh my goodness, they're such cool kids. And while they have their tweaks and they have their, their issues and their struggles, just like all kids do, like it is such a privilege and an honor to watch them grow, grow in their faith, watch their bodies physically grow. Henry's like two inches taller than me now at age 13. And, you know, to watch them really become the people that God has created them to be. And, well, I am never here to say that homeschooling is for everybody. I don't know that it will be for us for forever. Quite honestly, they may go back to public school at some point if God leads us there. I do know that right here, right now, today, it is such a joy and it is such a privilege to to be a part of their every day, to read through their textbooks with them and help them apply what they're learning to real life and to incorporate their faith in it. And so, if you ever, ever, ever want to ask me anything about homeschool, or if you feel God leading you there, sister, I'm telling you, I know it's scary, but lean in, listen, and, and I promise you that he will provide for you and your family. if that's something that he wants you to do. I'm not promising that it will be easy. I'm not promising that. Um, there's so much good. There is a lot of hard in it, but there the good far outweighs the bad. And even just today, like today, the day I'm recording this podcast, it's been kind of a hard day. Like the the workload for them has been really, really kind of heavy. And I have been so prayerful and so intentional about, about really spending more time with them and their education and what they're reading and their textbooks and their, their what they're working through. Um, math is always a struggle for us. You guys, I'm not going to lie. My kids don't love math. I don't love math. And so the fact that I'm teaching my children <laughs> Sixth and seventh grade math is kind of humorous, but we're getting through it. We are getting through it by the grace of God, and I'm learning to pray more than I ever have. But it really is truly awesome to to be able to do this with them. And so, as I was really thinking about a lot about what do I want to share with you guys, like my my goal with this podcast is to absolutely encourage you in your walk with Christ. First and foremost, to to make sure that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, and that that is something that is the thing, not something, but that is the thing that is 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 guiding your life. He is your North Star. You wake up and you crave Him. You wake up and you spend time with Him. You go throughout your day and you pray to Him. And as things get hard, you pray to Him. When you have wind, you celebrate and you worship Him. And you know, like and just going through motherhood and life and work and 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 volunteering and ministering to other people my prayer for you is that you know Christ as savior and that he is the Lord of your life. And I know that's messy. I know it's not perfect. I know that not every single day we're going to wake up and we're going to crave him. You know, know the hormones get in the way and life and situations and struggles and hardships get in the way. But Jesus is it. Jesus is it. Jesus is the one who came and lived and died for your sin and for my sin. And he made a way where there was no other way to, to our God and to an eternity in heaven. And so Number one, above all else, that is the my, my prayer for you as a listener on this podcast. My second mission with this podcast is that you are living your faith out. My, my prayer is that you are learning to, to take God's word and to apply it to your everyday life and live it out with The tools that God has given us with the encouragement that comes from his word, with the truth that is rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that you are applying that to every single part of your life, right? And so I know there are seasons where, you know, we're focused on different areas more than others. There have been seasons where God has said, okay, Rachel, I want to come into your fitness. Like I want to come into your food. I want to come into your marriage. I want to come into how you think and you pray for Henry and Milo, right? And and so right now, God has just wrecked me and he has got me on my knees before him praying for my children, praying for their, their faith, that they would grow in their faith, that they would hunger and thirst for God, that they would make decisions just like I want this for you and for me, that my children would be young men who absolutely are sold out for Christ, right? And so I've been thinking a lot about that lately. I've been praying a lot about that lately. Um, I have been reading some, some devotionals that speak to that specifically, but I've really, really been burdened with the task of making sure that my children are equipped with scripture, you know, hide God's word in your heart, right? The Bible tells us to do that. And I know that I've been really burdened to do that for myself over the last five years. And I really want to teach my children, not just to memorize scripture, but to actually tuck it away in their hearts so that they can one pray scripture that they understand that they're not just black words on a white page in a book that they are actually the word of God that it is alive, that it's active, that it is applicable to their current day life, and that they can actually take those words, take those scripture verses, take those things that we memorize together, and actually apply them. They can speak them back to God and pray and invite Him into some very specific areas of their life. And so discipleship is what that would be called. And that is what God has got me, uh, got me really burdened about right now when it comes to my children. And so I thought, oh, okay, cool. I am going to share with my listeners today, three verses that God has burdened my heart with to teach my children to actually pray over their own lives so that they can see that growth that, that I can't live out their faith for them, right? I can't pray for them. I can't convict them of their own sins. Like I Have to pray for them and trust the Holy Spirit to do that. But my goal here, my goal with this is to actually equip them with some scripture verses that will guide them in their prayer life and in their growth of their faith. So that's what I'm going to walk you through today. And I pray that it blesses you. I pray that it encourages you. I pray that it spurs you on to action in your own parenting and your own discipleship of your children. And hey, listen, if you do this with your kids already, if you have some scripture verses that right now you're in the thick of teaching your children and and helping them live them out please tell me I would love 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 to know what you're doing with your kids when it comes to discipleship because I'm hungry for it I have a heart that is burdened for it and I want to encourage other mamas but sometimes like I need that encouragement myself okay so send me messages I love the messages so let's just dive in let's dive in I've got three scripture verses for you I will put them in the show notes. please please you know feel free to write these down or not. If you're driving right now, mama, don't, Right or get your phone out while you're driving. So the first one is Colossians three twenty-three. So my kids are eleven and thirteen. Um, they do have chores around the house, right? They do have um, obviously schoolwork. They um, some of their schoolwork is very self-paced. Even if it wasn't, even if they were in public school, they would still have schoolwork. Uh, but also this summer, they actually started to work for a friend of mine in a local nursery. So they actually were getting pre- paid pretty well to work for a while. And so Colossians 3, 23 says, whatever you do, do it with all your heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. And I know that we've heard this verse a thousand times, but when you stop and you think about it, one through our own eyes, like do whatever you do, mama, whether it is cooking dinner, whether it is cleaning out the litter box, whether it is like picking up the milk that stinks out of the the car, whether it is you know the work that you actually get paid to do to provide for your family whether it is you know talking to your husband letting him talk to you whatever you do do it with all of your heart that's kind of hard sometimes as unto the lord and not for people well when it came to henry and milo i was like oh my Gosh, like they could absolutely, absolutely take this verse and apply it to so many things like a middle school, pre-teenage lives, right? They do have chores every day they wake up and I encourage them to spend time in God's word, to journal themselves. You know, that's something that's really easy just to go through the motions and say, I did it, check the box and move on. But what if they wake up and they wake up and they're like, I'm going to do this with all my heart. I'm going to spend time with God with all my heart. I'm going to do it for Him and not just for myself, or not just because Mama told me to, right? So that's one area I encourage them to apply this verse in. Um, another is they do have chores. My children have chores. They they empty the dishwasher, they vacuum, they take care of the animals, um, and so you know while those seem like very mundane things, what if they learn early in life to do those mundane things as unto the Lord? Because someday. They're going to have a job that they don't really love. They don't really want to show up for that. They're going to be like, this stinks. I don't want to do this. But if they develop this heart and they remember this verse that says to do it with all of your heart, whether they're mopping floors, whether they are on an assembly line, whether they are, you know, shoveling mulch in a front yard, I don't care what it is. Everything that we put our hands to can be done with all our heart and as unto the Lord and not just for man. And so we have memorized this verse. And so the other day as I was dropping them off at the nursery um, to do their work for that day, I was like, hey, guys, how are you going to do your work today? And Milo said, as unto the Lord, and I almost Busted out in tears because I was like, thank you, God, that that he has that verse hidden in his heart. And you know what? Sometimes these verses are going to seem hidden. They're not always going to wake up and be like, okay, Colossians 3.23, I'm going to live it out today. But it is hidden in there. It's tucked away in there because at some point the Holy Spirit is going to say, Hey, Milo, do this with all your heart. Hey, Henry, do this for me and not just for the people that are watching. And so Colossians 3.23 is a scripture verse that not only have we, it, we memorized together, but it's a verse that they can actually turn it into a prayer to the Lord. And I don't know why I feel super teary, like emotional as I'm saying this, but just like, um, you know, I want to teach my children to ask God to give them that heart Lord, help me to do this with all of my heart and help me to do it with my eyes and my heart fixed on you and not on what other people are going to say about me, not on the accolades I'm going to get for doing this job well, not on the applause I'm going to get from that, that, that adult who says, Hey, that kid did that well, Lord, help me to do this for you. Um, and that is a, a scripture verse that they can absolutely pray back to the Lord, that they can already be living out in their everyday life. Again, it's Colossians three twenty three whatever you do, do it with all your heart, something done for the Lord and not for man. Okay. So that's the first one. The second one is one that we've really, really been focusing on lately. And we actually have been memorizing this verse for the last week. And it is, psalm fifty one ten. it's one that my prayer partner melissa and i um we've been we've been texting and messaging for a little over a year or i'm actually not even a year it feels like it almost a year and this is a verse that we felt really led to to memorize for ourselves um in our own personal walk with christ um and it is psalm fifty one ten. create in me a pure heart O god and renew a steadfast spirit in me that is a legitimate prayer in itself like you did not even have to change it at all that is a prayer from a psalmist straight to the Lord that we can memorize and pray ourselves. So how does this apply to Henry and Mallow? How does this apply to a young person, to a teenager, to a young child? Um, you know, obviously my children have have made professions of faith. I say, obviously, I don't know why I said that, but they have made professions of faith. And I continue, I continue to pray for, for their salvation. I continue to pray that they would be very confident in their salvation, right? But as Christians, if if we are followers of Christ, we have given our heart and our life to Christ, accepted his salvation, his sacrifice for our salvation, and we are following him, then we are still going to sin right? We are still going to sin. We're human. We're humans who have human nature and sinful nature. It is, it is in us and Christ overcomes it. Christ forgives us. Christ does set us free, but we are still going to continue to sin in some ways, even though we pray against it. We, we arm ourselves. We ask God to help us not. And obviously that Holy spirit power can help us not sin. Okay. So, It's not an excuse to just keep sinning. They are going to sin. And one of the things I've noticed lately is that like in their prayer time, um, when we talk about things, you know, conviction of of some sins is not really, really heavy on their heart. And so, you know, we started to talk about that because obviously when we pray, we should be asking God to forgive us and asking God to help us and repenting and turning away. And what does that look like? It looks like saying, Hey God, forgive me of this in and give me a clean heart. Give me a steadfast spirit that seeks to follow you in a steady manner instead of just flippantly or when I feel like it or or when it feels good, right? No, if you're praying this prayer, create in me a pure heart, oh God. You're asking him to take the junk out, to take the filth out, to take the sinfulness out. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew, renew. I love that word. Don't skip over that word. Renew means to give it to me again, make it fresh, bring it back, Um, renew a steadfast spirit within me. And if my children, if your children, if our children are praying, this prayer collectively for themselves but think about it all over the world you guys if we teach our children one about christ if they come to know his him as savior and lord if they are praying this prayer to create a clean heart in me oh god and renew a steadfast spirit within me think about the impact that that is going to have not only on their little world, but on the world as a whole, right? If we have a generation of children who know Jesus and want to make him known, and they are asking God to get the junk out of their life and to help them live a steadfast life for Christ, how in the world is that going to change the world? It's, I mean, it blows my mind. I can't even fathom it, but what if, what if, and that's the job that we we have been given while they're in our homes, while they're under our, our, our leadership, our mentorship. We are equipping them to be people who love God, follow him and, and seek to change the world for him. And so I love Psalm 5110, create in me a clean heart O God, renew a steadfast spirit within me. So that is currently one that we are memorizing and praying through and talking through and, and applying to our own lives as a family right now. And I pray that encourages you right where you're at with your own kids, okay? And then the last one, the last one, this is one that my children have not actually memorized yet. It's one that's kind of on my, my coming up list. Um, But we have talked a lot about wisdom. And if you go back a few episodes to, oh my gosh, I need to figure out which one that was. I'm going to find out right now. But if you go back to, let's Episode 40, the one that I did with Bethany Kimsey, we had a great conversation about raising kids counterculturally. And one of the things that she said to me has stuck with me since that day we talked. And she said that when she is working, talking through decisions with her kids, with her family, and her kids ask her something: hey, can I go do this? Can I stay out super late? Can I can I go watch this movie or whatever? She said that she and her husband don't they're not like super directive like no you can't do that yes you should do that instead as her kids age she is helping them make decisions for themselves and one of the things that she encourages her kids to think about And to ask themselves and whenever they need to make decisions like that, she says, do you think it would be wise? Do you think it would be wise for you to go to that? movie? do you think it would be wise for you to stay out late? Do you think that it would be wise for you to go to that party? Right. And so if you're raising kids in, in the word and you're raising kids to think for themselves and to know God, then they have the Holy Spirit. They have the Holy Spirit inside them. The Holy Spirit is there to direct them. Um, As much as we want to be the ones directing them all the time, if we are, we're not letting them think for themselves and listen to the Holy Spirit, right? And so I love that, Bethany, if you're listening, this is a scripture verse that I want to teach my children to help them pray and ask more for wisdom. And it's from James 1, 5. And it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Okay. So if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, that's a prayer. You can ask God for wisdom who gives general generously. God, God wants to give us wisdom. God wants to give our children wisdom. He wants our, he wants us to want wisdom, right? And so this is a, a scripture verse that we're going to memorize soon, but we can definitely turn that into a prayer. Our children can turn that into a prayer and say, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom to make decisions. You know, as my kids grow, yeah, they don't have a lot of access to technology. They don't play a lot of games. They don't have online accounts. So, you know, we are protecting them in many ways right now but we're going to, to loosen those reins as they grow up, you know, in two, three years, Henry's going to be driving. He's going to be going places. He's going to be going places with friends. Um, you know, he's going to be earning money and I want him to want wisdom. I want him to crave wisdom and to be actively asking God to give it to him the same for Milo, right? He's just a year or two behind them. And so James 1, 5 tells us to actually ask God for wisdom and we can already be teaching our children to ask God and to crave that wisdom as well so those are three verses that I definitely wanted I know God wanted me to share with you today as we disciple our children but mom moms dads if you're listening like you are you have this unique opportunity to actually like steward your children to disciple them to to write God's word on your doorposts on your hearts on your foreheads and to to get it into their hearts while they are under your roof. And I want to challenge you to get on your knees and ask God to make you so hungry to do that, to be, to be in the word yourself, to be opening the word with your children, to be talking about the word with your children, but also showing them how to apply it, how to memorize it, how to pray it over their own individual lives, because we are raising up the next generation. My friend, we are raising up the next generation in this crazy world. And we We must, we must equip them here and now for what they're going to face and equip them with the word of God. I pray that encourages you. On that note, listen, I want to ask you guys to do me a huge, huge favor. I love when you go and you leave me reviews on that podcast. I love to hear from you guys. I love to hear what's resonating and even to hear what you want to hear more of. But my sweet, sweet friends from Seed Time, actually, the podcast I did a couple of episodes ago about the uh, money management, it was, it was Bob and Linda Lodick, and they wrote Simple Money Rich. Life, they gave me a book that I get to give away. And so I'm asking you if you want to win this book, um, it's called Simple Money, Rich Life, Achieve True Financial Freedom and Design a Life of Eternal Impact. If you want to win a copy of this book, would you please do me a favor and go leave me a review on my podcast? Ask your friends to go leave me a review on my podcast. So listen, share this podcast with people if it encouraged you. And I'm going to draw a winner on the next episode of my podcast, which I have some really great stuff coming up, some good speakers lined up. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to give away a book for, to you guys who leave me a review. And I would appreciate that so, so much. Um, I just want you to know that like, even if I can't see you, even if I've never met you in person, my heart is in prayer for you moms. As you, you listen to this, as you raise your kids and you seek to grow them in fear and admonition of the Lord and know that, that is on my heart to just continue to lead you in discipleship and growth and spiritual growth for you and your children. So until next time, have a good day.